Weird AF News, where we've got your daily dose of weird. The Purge Halloween party at a California nightclub ends in gunfire. Several people have been wounded, the police say. A California nightclub's Halloween party based on the horror franchise The Purge ended in a shooting early Monday, police said. Officers responded to a, a report of gunfire inside and outside the Sevilla nightclub in Riverside at around midnight. Responding officers found two gunshot victims upon arriving at the scene. Another five people showed up to local hospitals for gunshot injuries as well. <laughs> None of the injuries were life-threatening. Investigators believe the shooting may have started after a fight inside the nightclub. Well, I mean, if you're having a purge Halloween party, do you, do you not expect people to bring weapons? I mean, <laughs> it's pretty... Uh, it's kind of automatic, right? I mean... Hey, I'm going to the Purge nightclub. I mean, um, the Purge party theme. Okay, what are you bringing? A baseball bat? A knife? <laughs> a morning star, perhaps? For all you who play Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> Obviously, some guns are coming in. You gotta really beef up the security, by the way, on a Purge theme party. You really do. <laughs> right? It's like if you have an MMA-themed party. I don't know why you would have that, but you know punches are going to get thrown at an MMA-themed party. I don't understand how this purge party could even get off the ground, really. I mean, if you're the owner of this nightclub, there's just too much of a liability there. How is the owner of this nightclub approving that? Unless the owner has no idea what the purge is, you know? Like, if the, if the, if the manager's like, hey, we're thinking about throwing this, this purge party. What the purge? What is the purge? Oh, it's just this movie franchise, you know, where people go a little bit buck wild. <laughs> just for a few hours a night, they go crazy. What do you mean by crazy? Well, you know, they run around the streets and they, well, they, they bring out their guns and swords. They behead people. They shoot people. It's a little wacky, you know. It'll be fun, though. It'll be fun. Trust me. Trust me, Sergio. You want to have a purge theme party in your nightclub. Okay, if you say so. Does not sound safe to me, but okay. <laughs> I don't know why the club owner is Russian. I just thought that would be fun. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, if you're going to a purge theme party, you got to expect to get shot. I mean, really. <laughs> or something to happen to you. I mean, how do you not expect something to happen to you at the purge theme party? You got to know what you're getting into. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to blame the victims here, but I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Let's, let's be real. One identified witness told... CBS Los Angeles that people started falling to the ground and I thought people were fighting or, or maybe even dancing at first and I turn around and then people started shooting and then I ran behind the bar I heard automatic gunshots there were like 10 in a row at least <laughs> I love how they confuse uh, fighting and <laughs> fighting and trying to kill each other as and confu was confused for dancing <laughs> what kind of dancing are you into buddy detectives with the robbery homicide unit were involved in the investigation. There were no suspects. Team Trust Entertainment Group promoted the event on several social media sites. Even an Eventbrite invitation dubbed the party as The Purge. Other promotions billed the party as The First Purge. The group also promoted a Nightmare on Elm Street costume party previously. <laughs> I wonder if anyone was sliced up at that one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess some people were sliced up at that Nightmare on Elm Street party. I just, I mean, it's just stupidity, right? I mean, can we all agree? 
You got if you you know you gotta you gotta think about the theme of your party and then what the outcome could possibly be, right? What, what's another example? Um, let's say you do a witch trials theme party. Yeah, come to my witch trial theme party. I mean, someone someone could get hanged. I mean, let's be real. It's a witch trial. Okay, those usually end in hangings. So you got to think ahead and have a guy at the door and be like, hey, are you bringing rope in here? No, no rope allowed in this party. But it's a witch trial theme party. We need to hang whoever is guilty. Like, no, no, no ropes. It's just a party. Okay. <laughs> Am I out of my mind? I think I got something here. I think I'm onto something. I think I should be in charge of shit. All in favor? Say aye. A man who dressed his child as Hitler for Halloween complains of ill treatment at a trick-or-treat event. How dare you treat my child as though he's dressed as Hitler? I didn't... What do you think? I dressed him as Hitler to be treated like he's dressed as Hitler? (laughs) You gotta be out of your mind, right? I don't know. I thought I'd do another Halloween-related story, right? Uh, An Owensboro man... This is Kentucky... uh, An Owensboro man is taking heat online after complaining about how he was treated when he and his five-year-old son went to a Halloween event dressed as Nazis. Uh, Bryant Goldbach took to Facebook to vent after he and his family attended the Trail of Treats in Owensboro Thursday night. Bryant Goldbach? This is a Jewish guy that dressed his son as as Hitler? What are you doing? (laughs) I would have never expected that. A Jewish guy and his son dressing up as Nazis. I mean, come on. You can't even make this shit up, man, I tell you. He posted a photograph of himself and his son in which he wore what appeared to be a Nazi officer's uniform and the boy wore a suit, swastika armband, and a Hitler-style mustache. Here's a quote from the father, from the post, I guess. Tonight, grown adults threatened a child over his costume, threatened his mom and his dad as well, threatened to rip his outfit off, We're screaming obscenities and scaring my small child. (laughs) You're surprised that this happened? I mean, where do you get your brain, Goldbach? Where do you get it? I think some... There's too many people out there that aren't able to uh, sort of see the connection between cause and effect in life. And they just don't understand. They're just like, I don't get it. I dressed as Hitler and people were upset. (laughs) I don't get it. I threw a purge theme party and people brought weaponry. I don't get it. I'm not a smart fella in general. Jonesy, you are, don't be so hard on yourself, Jonesy. No, no, look, I realize my life has, has been in shambles for quite some time. I mean, you don't get to my age and you have nothing to show for it, really. You know, I, I mean, I'm in major debt and... You know, I'm in my 30s and live in an apartment with three roommates. I mean, this is not a place you want to be, really. <laughs> but at least, but at least I'm a little bit smarter than, than what I see going on in the world right now. Major, major idiocy. I mean, grown adults with, with children, parents, parents, dressing his son up as Hitler. Jewish, a Jewish family dressing up as Nazis and then surprised, surprised. 
at the backlash. I mean, you gotta be. Where, I mean, I don't understand. Where have you been living your entire life? You're an adult. Where did? Where? What world were you in? Where you were doing shit like this and no one said anything? I don't understand. How do you not get through decades doing the things that you think are correct and you don't get you don't get any feedback over those decades to tell you, hey, you know what? Maybe you ought to like rethink some of the shit you're doing in life. Like we're not we're not okay with it. You go decades and not enough feedback. The world gives you feedback. <laughs> Maybe you ought to move to New York. I mean, and this is what I love about New York City is that people will give you honest feedback. If your behavior is out of line, you will be told. <laughs> you will have to, to you will have to change your behavior, your social behavior in New York City. Otherwise, you will get some bad backlash. You're gonna get punched in the face, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe the rest of the world doesn't punch people in the face. You ought to be punched in the face. People should be punching people in the face. Okay? If shit's if they're not doing correct things, you gotta you gotta get punched, man. I'm just I'm sorry. I know it's extreme, but if there's not if we don't start punching each other in the face, we're all going down with the ship. <laughs> ah! <clears throat> oh, and, and here's another thing. Why are we letting anyone have, have babies and raise them? I just don't get that. That's a whole other that's a whole other rant that there's not an even there's not enough time on this podcast for me to rant and rant and rave about this. Someone who dresses their child as Hitler and drops them off at a trick-or-treat event. You shouldn't be allowed a baby. Nope, sorry, no baby for you, buddy. <laughs> this kid could have been hung. This could have this kid could have been beat to death. Like for real. How you endanger uh a human life that you're in charge of. I mean, unbelievable. Someone called the Department of Social Services and, and report the the gold box, please. Uh, Goldback said that he and his family, quote, love history and often dress the part of historical figures. Well, here's the thing about history, Mr. Goldbach. There are countless choices of historical figures that you could you could have, you know, that are on the menu. There are there are so many historical people you could have chosen. Chosen? Like, why would you choose this one? <laughs> Hmm. He had. He said some people intervene on the family's behalf. The post is no longer visible on his Facebook page, but it was shared widely on Twitter over the weekend with angry comments. Oh man! Whoo! I'm sure the family's proud. Poor kid. The poor kid. I just feel so bad for the kid. My goodness, kid doesn't know any better. You know. What's the craziest costume you wore? Any you wore have you, any of you weirdos worn like some sort of uh just like edgy costume, like socially questionable costume? I'd love to hear about it. And send me a picture please if you if you've done it over the weekend. I want to see your I want to see your out of control costume that raised eyebrows. Please email me funnyjones at gmail.com or you can Instagram me at funnyjones. You can tweet me at funnyjones. On Facebook, it's comedian Jonesy, etc., etc. You can call me as well for other stuff. I guess um, if you want to comment on this and if you think I'm if you think I'm out of line by really laying into these people, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't I just can't keep it in sometimes. Uh, the number is six four six four five zero twenty twelve. Hope you're enjoying these Halloween themed stories. A hot air balloon lands on a church's lawn, and the reverend makes a citizen's arrest. This is outrageous. This is Fresno, California. Uh, the original story says, A trespass was not forgiven when a hot air balloon made an emergency landing on a church lawn Saturday morning. The landing happened at Family Community Church. After making a citizen's arrest... <laughs> 
The Reverend did not want to go on camera, but says he's ready to go to court over this unusual incident. I want details. How did the Reverend make a citizen's arrest? How did that go about? Stop where you are. Get out of the hot air balloon. You're under arrest. But you are you don't look like a police officer. I know, I'm not. I'm a reverend, but I'm still arresting you. It's a citizen's arrest over your hot air balloon landing on our property. I don't get it. This is weird. Okay, so Bob Lachlan is a balloon director for this year's Clovis Festival. He says, people want us out. They come out and they say, wow, this is cool. Neighbors that never met each other get to meet each other. It's really a fun thing. But all this fun is creating some heat after one hot air balloon landed in some hot water with the church. All right. I can't, I can't wrap my head with, around what's going on. Uh, so they have a festival of some sort, and there's hot air balloons at the festival. Uh, and church leaders made a citizen's arrest, claiming the balloon landed during the start of a funeral. Oh, man, that's not good. The pilots of the hot air balloon said he was not aware it was a no-landing zone. <laughs> Had he known, he wouldn't have landed there. What, do you think a church is okay to land your hot air balloon? How do you not know this? What, do you think you can land it right next to a funeral? Hey, no, I didn't know this was a no-landing zone. I'm sorry, can you guys... All right, let me get the, let me get the basket off the casket. <laughs> hey, now, come on. That was pretty good, right? The basket off the casket? It rhymed. Anyways. Hey, I'm just trying to make this, this broadcast as fun as possible, guys. The church has private property signs on display, but the Clovis Festival balloon director says their pilot had to make a possible emergency landing in the church field as they were running out of fuel. Okay. I understand maybe there was a funeral going on, and I'm sorry if we had any disruption there, the director said. Uh, As for the pilot, police say he could face fines and a misdemeanor charge for trespassing. Well, it sounds like it was an emergency. So can we get a free pass? I don't know. But then there's another statement that was released yesterday by the church. These people are pissed at the church, apparently. This has been going on for a while, it says. This is over the past several years, many local hot air balloonists have attempted to use our church property without our permission as a landing zone for their hot air balloons. Wow, that's just odd. What is there? No other, there's no other place to land your hot air balloon? I don't understand. Like, you can land those things in any field or open area, right? I mean, why don't you just land on like a baseball field or something or a soccer field? I don't understand. The church says, we have repeated, repeatedly requested that the hot air ballooning company, oh, the hot air ballooning community not land on our property, primarily for safety and legal reasons. On October 27th, several hot air balloons that were taking part in the Clovis Festival were, were again attempting to land on our property. The landings were not emergency landings, but done at the convenience of the pilot. After the church staff intervened, several other pilots that were considering landing on the property without permission diverted their course. One pilot landed across the street and others went to different locations. However, one pilot did land on our property. Once the landing took place, church staff attempted to resolve the issue and politely requested that the pilot and other members of the group who had had arrived simply take their equipment and leave the property as we did not want to cause any any disruption to a funeral that was occurring at the church. Wow. Unbelievable. And then the pilot and other members of the group refused to leave the church property, and that was when police were notified. How strange that uh, all these hot air balloons, for some reason, want to learn on, want to land on a church. I would like to find out why. It's just, it's just a strange place to land. I mean, there's got to be other places to land. Or maybe, I don't know, is it hard to land a hot air balloon where you want to? I don't know. I've never driven a hot air balloon. I have no idea. 
Can you can you really just land it wherever, or does just the wind the wind take it wherever it wants to go? Maybe there's some kind of there's a breeze that just brings them to the church for some reason. I don't know. I just I mean I, I, that's I feel bad for the people at the funeral. I mean how do you <laughs> imagine in the middle of a funeral and a hot air balloon lands or anything lands at that? I mean if an alien ship landed in, in the middle of the, of the funeral, I'd be aggravated. And of course, of course, in the middle of the funeral, that's when the UFO lands. That's when the UFO lands, of course. I should call this church and get a statement. <laughs> or maybe the hot air balloon company has a statement. They want, to, they want to give their side of the story. What do you guys think about this? This is, this is out of control. I don't know nothing about hot air balloons. So if, if any of you have any information and you know, and you know how, uh, if a hot air balloon can really be controlled to pinpoint accuracy, land exactly where it wants to land. I assume they can, right? They're, they're professionals. I don't know. <laughs> I got to tell you, though, church is boring. I would love to see a hot air balloon land on the church while I'm at church. I've been to church many times, raised Catholic, and I got to tell you, boring. I would have loved for a hot air balloon to land in the middle of mass. <laughs> you know, and the pilot dressed as an angel. Oh, my God. It's the, it's the Virgin Mary come down in a hot air balloon. Oh, my God. We're all going to heaven. Yay. Let's all squeeze into the basket. Everyone, get into the hot air balloon. Mary's taking us to heaven. What's up, weirdos? Here I am after an amazing weekend. Oh, man, I can't even tell you how, what a great weekend I had. Unbelievable. I went on a ghost walking tour. Unbelievable. I went to Comic-Con, LA. Oh my God, so fun. Never been to one of those. So fun. Really weird too, which is right up my alley. Um, took some great pictures and, and videos of that on my Instagram as well, at Funny Jones, if you want to see some of those. Last night, Sunday night, went to Game 5 of the World Series and watched my Red Sox win. I never thought in all of my days that I would ever be at a, at a World Series clinching game for my team. I just never, I never did. I mean, I had to pinch myself. It was like a dream. It's unbelievable. As you can tell, I've kind of lost my voice a little bit. I was, I was, I was screaming a lot. Something crazy happened afterward though. At the end of the game, the game is over and I'm in the stands and I'm screaming, I'm yelling crap. And then some dude goes, goes, Hey, what's your name? And I'm like, Jonesy. He goes, you're funny Jones. You're weird AF news. And I got to say, Patrick Quirk made my night. What a surprise. Patrick is a, is a dude originally from Boston who was at the game cheering for the Red Sox with his friends. And he recognized my voice and was like, he's like, I'm a fan of your podcast. And then we took a photo. You can see that on my Instagram as well. Shout out to Patrick. Shout out to our Red Sox. Unbelievable win. I never thought in all my days I'd be at a Red Sox winning World Series game. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, big thank you to uh, my buddy Jason Brown who got me a ticket and made it happen. Uh, I mean, I'm overwhelmed with gratefulness. It was amazing. I, I mean, it was right. I had a night right out of a dream. So great. Uh, also, other people who reached out to me on Instagram. So sweet. Jenny, she sent me a Florida story and then she wrote, I love listening to your show every morning. You make me laugh as I get ready for the day. By the way, I like your theme songs that you make up. Thank you. I take pride in those theme songs. I know. I mean, I don't take them too seriously. I'm kind of screwing around, but I love to do that. Thank you so much. Also, Amanda uh, wrote, I listened to your podcast on my Alexa Daily Briefing. Your bit on Cumbies had me dying. Wicked funny. I live in California, but grew up in Massachusetts. Anyways, wanted to share this article. Keep it up. This is a great podcast. I wish I could play it for my seventh graders, but you know, Catholic school and swearing. Have a great day. Amanda, hashtag go Red Sox. 
Wow, that's so cool. Wait, you can't play me for the seventh graders? I don't swear that much. Jeez. I say shit, but yeah. I try not to drop too many F-bombs. I really kind of try to limit them. It's, it's, I'm getting better, guys. I've, I've improved. You know, I've improved. I used to, I'm from Boston. We say the F-bomb is everywhere. It's a very colorful adjective that we love to just throw all over the place, you know? And so I'm, I'm getting better though. I am since I've been out here getting better. By the way, she said, she wrote Cumbies in this. Cumbies is a Cumberland Farms is a, is a, uh, it's a Massachusetts sort of gas station slash, it's like a 7-Eleven for Massachusetts, Cumbies, in case you guys were wondering what that reference was. Also, Shelby wrote, Yo, I was dying when you told the guy, the construction guys to hammer louder, and they responded, then kept going. <laughs> yeah, I know. The construction going on across the street, I mean, it just drives me out. It's, it drives me out of my mind. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. In the middle of a podcast, I just kind of lost my shit and was like, can you please? <laughs> she wrote also, I'm scared someone's going to discover you and your podcast and buy you up someday. If that happens, don't ever change what you're doing. Don't ever change what you're doing because it's unique and awesome. Oh, you think I'm going to sell out. That's what you're saying, Shelby. I know why you're afraid of that because a lot of people do sell out. Our favorite artists, don't they sell out? Not all of them, but some of them do. And then we're like, man, you've changed. So what you're saying is you never want me to be successful. You want me to stay in this crappy apartment across the street from loud construction forever and ever. And that's okay. <laughs> hey, if it makes you feel any better, my Patreon is not exploding like I thought it would. And uh, so there's no sign of me leaving and improving. <laughs> hey, you know what though? Slow and steady. Slow and steady wins the race. That reminds me, by the way. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Teela Ripper or Dunripper who's one of my patrons, and uh, she she upped her her monthly patron donation uh, from 5 to $10. So thank you, Tila, or Tiela. I don't know how to say your name. Um, I wish I did. But major shout-out to you. So much love. Um, that also made me happy over the weekend. Oh, my God. I check my Patreon all the time, and I'm like, oh, my God, is there any... Oh, no. Okay. It's still at, it's still at 18 or whatever it is. So, yeah, if you want to become a patron... Please go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews and um, support Weird AF News. Be like an ultimate weirdo. Or just stalk me and uh, find me at sporting events and take a photo with me like uh, Patrick Quirk did. Yeah, Patrick, I'm talking to you. I know you're stalking me, dude. <laughs> he came all the way up from New Orleans, by the way. Um, oh, man, that was so fun. That was so fun. To be recognized for your voice in public is so weird, by the way. But I got to say, it was a very fun moment. I totally enjoyed that. Thank you, guys. Hey, make sure you follow me on all the social medias, specifically at Funny Jones on Instagram, and you can see some pictures and videos. Uh, I posted a photo of me and Patrick on there as well. And uh, call Weird AF News anytime if you've got a comment or an insult or a suggestion or, or, or just some general praise. That stuff makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. Number 646-450-2012. All right, weirdos. <laughs>